Ladies and gentlemen, it has been too long since last we spoke. I'm Matt Peters, and uh, I don't know how you found me, but I'm very glad that you did. So, first question uh, that I'm sure is on everyone's mind is, what is Since Last We Spoke? It's really uh, an evolution of what I did with Castadetti's past two years. I love talking to people, having conversations with folks, and introducing listeners to new ideas and new concepts and new inventions, that sort of thing, and really just getting to know people better. I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite things in the world. So also giving a platform to people who normally wouldn't have one, folks that maybe just put out their first game that they've been pouring their heart and soul into, you know, those one-man dev teams, the indie guys, um, you know, put them right shoulder to shoulder with the giants of the industry, you know, those folks at Insomniac and NetherRealm, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, it, it might be uh, somebody from the comic realm, it might be a gamer, it might be somebody who does this uh, as a hobby or professionally, it could be somebody from TV or movies. The fact of the matter is, folks, that this is uh, all on the table. So if you have any ideas, if you have somebody that you would like to join me on air, feel free to send them my way. I'm going off topic already, and I apologize, but uh, that's kind of the vibe of since last we spoke. Um, you know, I'm having a great time with Dave Martin over at Digital Dumpster Diving, where we talk about uh, games and movies that are available on streaming for free that didn't necessarily knock the socks off of everybody at the box office or you know when when it was released on consoles or on steam as the case may be uh big thanks to versus the universe for putting this on over there so check that out that comes out every two weeks uh i'm still running strong with chicago nerd social club uh, we provide opportunities for geeks to mingle across the chicago area uh, donate to worthy causes and provide a cool place for folks to chat without worrying about drama in our Facebook group. So jump in over there as well. But again, where does Since Last We Spoke fit in? Well, Since Last We Spoke is going to have it's going to have an interesting release schedule. So go ahead and subscribe to our iTunes. Um, I promise you will not be disappointed with what I have coming up. As for today's episode, I actually have a one-two punch for you guys. Uh, I've been compiling a few interviews here and there, and of course, the Resnaculous segment is coming back. Uh, I've, I've heard so many people asking for that to make a triumphant return. So, uh, me and my Resnaculous, usually Dolores, we're going to let you know uh, what's good, what's weird, what's not good, of course. And we're going we're gonna to throw in a few surprises for you as well. So stay tuned for that. Um, this is as much your show as mine. If you have something that you want me to talk about, if you have an idea that you want to share on air, feel free to reach out to me. Um, you can go on Twitter, find us at SpokeCast. Instagram, since last we spoke. Email, since last we spoke at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us on Facebook. Just search in your search bar for Since Last We Spoke. Now, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and uh, release the hounds here. Uh, we're going to have a resnaculous segment, and then I'll get into an interview with a good buddy of mine. So take a listen. I hope you like it. I hope you stick around, and I'll see you on the other side. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the resnaculous segment of Since Last We Spoke. I'm Matt Peters, of course. As always, I'm here with Resnackinaut number one, Dolores Peters. Hello. So this is a this is a frequent snack 
that we feature on our Vesnaculous Adventures. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, last time we had the A&W Pop-Tarts. We had the Root Beer Pop-Tart. Bad stuff. Which is the A&W Pop-Tart. We had the, the, what was it, the Orange Crush Pop-Tart. <gasps> yeah, that was, that was horrendous. So, as I'm sure you've all seen advertised at this point, they have Dunkin' Donuts branded Pop-Tarts. Uh, one of which being Chocolate Mocha, the other one being Vanilla Latte. So we decided to give them a shot tonight, you know, uh, to either torture ourselves or let you guys know if they're worth checking out or not. Yep. So, uh, Dee, what, what are your thoughts? Are, are you hopeful for these vanilla latte Pop-Tarts? I'm a little bit hopeful, but the, uh, the only thing that makes me hopeful is the fact that they are Dunkin' Donuts brand. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that maybe, and I might be hoping against, you know, logic, um... But I'm hoping that there's like a little touch of coffee, of actual coffee in Ooh. them. That would make my world. But if it's just going to be just the flavoring that they use for some of their lattes and stuff, then that might be a little bit disappointing. It might just, it may not just come off as like Dunkin' Donuts flavored to me. Well, I'm not the biggest fan of Dunkin' Donuts flavor. I'm more of a Starbucks guy. You know, if I can just kind of put my pinky in the air for a second. Oh, oh. my God. No, 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 no. no. I, I like... <laughs> I like uh, Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> we got Bimo in the studio today, Bimo. so he's yeah, he's our he's our pal. Yes. So if you hear any scratching around, we don't have anybody trying to break the door down for our pop tarts. It's just Bimo being a dog. Yes. So <laughs> without further ado, let's experience these vanilla latte pop tarts. Vanilla latte. All right, D sliding the plate over to me here. Okay. Thank you for toasting them, by the way. You're welcome. Now, just that first blush. The smell on the Pop-Tart, it smells good. Like, yeah. it makes me want to eat it. Yeah, it does. You know, it doesn't smell like alien. So <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't smell alien. No, no. It doesn't smell like it's from any other planet or anything like that. So, that's a positive thing. That's good. But I hear moon pies are great. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm yeah. tired. All right, I'm tired. I'm tired. Uh, sorry, so, guys. Yeah. <laughs> she does that a lot. Um, <laughs> so let's go ahead. Uh, you... Go ahead and take the first bite. I would love to hear your thoughts. Okay. And I'll narrate. Here, she's sizing up the Pop-Tart here. Wondering which side to bite into first. <laughs> she's taking the bite. By God, that Pop-Tart has a family. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right, so we're just going to... If you started screaming, you know how freaked out I would be. Well, the commercials will lead you to believe that, you know, you have to be crafty to catch a Pop-Tart. Right. So, right, or a dog. Or a dog, or a crafty dog. Mm-hmm. You know, so hmm. what do you think? Oh. I think I just taste more pop tart, like more, more tart. of the pastry than anything else. Right. So it's not, it's not bad. It's just not what I was expecting. Um, like, like I said, I was kind of looking for a little bit of um, coffee flavor in there, but that that's not happening. That's just not happening. All I taste is a little bit of sweetness, and the majority of it is just like your your typical pop tart pastry. Um, it it's um it it actually just tastes kind of plain. Well, it tastes hmm. like vanilla. Well, there you go. So if you like plain vanilla things, you may enjoy this pop tart. Mm-hmm. It's not offensive at all. Mm-hmm. I want to get that out. I just took a bite myself, and it's not it's not bad. But I feel the same way you do. There's hardly any filling in there at all, or right. if there is, it's very light mm-hmm. to the point where it's almost just unnoticeable. Right. It's decent, though. I, I would definitely finish this Pop-Tart. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's worth keeping the box in the house. That's the real 
uh, test right there. No, not real. No, mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't feel bad for sharing this with my coworkers. Right, right, right. like I, like like those A and W ones. Yeah, that was just that was mean. That's what we call a stunt snack. Mm-hmm. That's we mm-hmm. nominated that. Mm-hmm. Not our first stunt snack. Those are those s'mores M and M's. Oh God. Let's not talk about that. Okay. Let's concentrate <laughs> on the pop tarts. Yeah, so pop tarts. Yes, pop-tarts. I think they're okay. I like I said, I'll finish the pack. I'm not jazzed about finishing the whole box and I'm definitely not going to run out and get them again no strawberry is still my number one pop tart yeah frosted strawberry you cannot beat the classics yes yeah don't you dare walk up to any of us to either of us with some unfrosted strawberry pop tarts now hold on might fight huh if you butter the pop tart no no if you put butter on the pop tart Mm-mm. like they sung about on family guy no. it's so freaking good no <laughs> i mean like it, it probably is amazing it yes. probably is but i'm 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 kind of a snob well I, I imagine i imagine that the same vibe that you get from me suggesting butter on a pop on a pop tart is the same vibe that i get when people suggest putting cheese on pie, <laughs> I'm still not on team cheese pie if no. that's a if that's a team to be on. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure Mitchie is gonna have some things to right, say about right. that. You know it. You know it's coming. You know she's already taking notes. Like, let, oh, me, sure. let me introduce you to the many different kinds of cheese that you should be putting <laughs> on your pie that will give it the savory and sweet at the same time. Man, it, she's just dope. It's not she's how many dope. times she wrote the word ube on the paper. <laughs> it's you know. <laughs> <laughs> I should say it's not it's not if she wrote it it's how many times right that's right, the question right. I just messed that all up anyway mm-hmm. anyway alright so this pop tart it gets a thumbs up but it gets kind of an eh after the fact it's not yeah. I'm not gonna run and tell my friends about it you know right it's not it's not highly memorable um another thing about it is that it, it even at even when you look at the pop tart it looks just very plain it doesn't even look like it's really technically frosted especially after you've toasted it um because the actual frosting gets a little bit brown and it kind of blends into the brownness of the toasted pastry. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know how it is, how, you know, sight, like the sight of your food will definitely set up an expectation, just like the smell will set up an expectation of what you're going to taste. Right. That just doesn't happen. It just, I mean, it actually, I should say it happens. It's just so subtle that it's not memorable. <laughs> That's that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, I'm already looking forward to the next one because at least it's got chocolate in it. So yeah, there's that. Right, right, right. There's All right. always that. So let's go ahead and line up these chocolate mocha pop tarts. All right, it's chocolate pop tart time. Yeah, chocolate. We're, we're back with the chocolate pop tarts. Yep. Um, these are abrasively chocolatey. <laughs> as far as the fragrance goes. Yeah. It's like smack you in the nose chocolatey. Yes. Yes, you're right. You know what? The <laughs> the actual pastry is chocolate. Yeah. It's chocolate flavored and chocolate or brown tinted. Yes. <laughs> but, it, but it looks like it reminds me of like, okay, remember, remember when you were a kid and, you know, somebody in your family had some... Um, ice cream bars, those yes. chocolate ice cream bars that were sitting in the back of the freezer for oh. like three months before you came along, and they're like, "Oh, you want something? Here, take this." And it looks kind of ashy. Oh no! Like that's kind of what it looks like. <laughs> a little bit, little bit. Yeah. Uh, but there's like some white frosting on top, a little kind of like taupe 
looking swirl <laughs> on top of that. So, uh, you know, it, you know, it's all right. We'll see. It's all right. We're gonna we're gonna check this out. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree with you, and I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like that, man. Ashy chocolate is the worst. I I don't want to say it's the worst. It's not. It's not the worst, but it's just not aesthetically pleasing. It's not. It's okay to eat. You it know, is, it really yeah. to some extent. Like you got to be careful. It is. It, it depends is. on the chocolate. It depends on the authenticity of the chocolate. You're right. You're right. Because sometimes, it, and it really depends on how long it's really been sitting in the sun. Like they, the the term is bloomed. Uh, when chocolate goes ashy after it's been under some heat uh, for a little while not quite melted but like it just changes the um, consistency of the chocolate so that it becomes really brittle and it loses a lot of its fat and um, gets that ashy look to it and that kind of does affect like I said you know you look at something you expect for it to, to, to taste a certain way because of the way that you regard it in your in your mind is how it should you know this is how it should taste if it looks really rich then it should taste really rich if it looks really ashy it's gonna taste like dirt <laughs> like it's just it's just preset in your mind well i'm sure everybody learned something today i know i did education so <laughs> let's continue our pop tart education our vernaculation. yeah i'm just going to bastardize that word as much as i can <laughs> <laughs> let's just go ahead and dive right into these chocolate mocha pop tarts okay yes they are hot and toasty now and it better be good because i actually like dunkin donuts chocolate mocha mm. i hope they don't disappoint you oh wow you gotta oh wow like right now <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm impressed wow okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. why don't you tell us what you thought um well first of all it really does taste like they literally did dump a <laughs> a load of the mocha syrup that they use in their mocha drinks uh, that Dunkin' Donuts uses in their mocha drinks into this Pop Tart. So it's like every Dunkin' Donut drinker's fantasy, basically. In a way, mm, yeah, okay. yeah, wow. yeah. I mean, it's this is this is a lot better than the vanilla one, in my opinion, because um. You can definitely taste like a difference between the actual pastry and the inside, the filling. Yeah. Um, and the filling is like a really, it, it, it really is. Like, I'm telling you, they just dumped a, <laughs> <laughs> the bottle of syrup into this pastry and said, here guys, take that. And they did a great job. I yeah. mean, you know, hey, look, we got it sorted. Just, mm-hmm. here we go. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. Yeah, I really dug it too. I thought the, uh, the chocolate was just sweet enough. It wasn't abrasively as sweet as it smelled right because it just like i said it assaulted my nostrils (laughs) when it came out of the toaster in such a a unique way and i'm glad we didn't toast them at the same time now because i would have had incredibly high expectations for the vanilla as well Yeah, right. because you smell something that strong you're thinking Mm -hmm. okay this is going to be great i smell all the sweetness you taste the vanilla and it's like it's just vanilla it's literally vanilla not like uh, but (laughs) Like not, like not even literally vanilla bean, like like not even a strong vanilla, but just like, oh, we found some vanilla in the back somewhere. <laughs> we just added some water to it and muted vanilla, yeah. Oh no. No. <laughs> no, 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 muted vanilla. Come on, guys. You know, that's not gonna work. You can do um, better than that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they did a really good job with these, I think. Um. It's not necessarily something that I can see myself having for breakfast every day, mm-hmm. 
Um, like I said, I do need some coffee. Like, yeah, yeah. Just, I need that coffee flavor. If they just add it, I think even with the vanilla, if they added a little bit of coffee into into the filling, or even just like on the frosting on the outside, or somewhere in the pastry, somewhere in either one of those three layers, right? It would have brought it home a little bit more. Like, oh, this is definitely Dunkin' Donuts. You know, yeah. It'll be definitive of Dunkin' Donut products beverages you know but now as you know and the listeners probably know by now i always have a cup of coffee handy when we do our snackula segment mm, because yeah. i like to just kind of have that ready to go i love mm. the taste of coffee after i take a nice bite of something sweet like that and i'll tell you this after biting into that pop tart that swig of coffee was so satisfying after oh. biting into the chocolate one so you're right. It does need that coffee flavor. Mm-hmm. But if you provide that coffee flavor, mm-hmm. you're doing yourself a service because you have a great snack right there. So right. this gets two thumbs way up from me. I yes. like the chocolate mocha Pop-Tarts. Mm-hmm. Uh, what say you? I, I really like it, too. I really do. And I think I probably should have brought some coffee instead I just have some water like a lame. No, no, no. You're but, doing it right. <laughs> you know, you're cleansing the palate like you're supposed to. So yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. You know, I was trying to. But then you're all like, ooh, this is good with my coffee. And I'm like, oh, damn. I don't have any coffee. <laughs> so, Next time. I mean, yeah. we have a whole box here. That's the wonderful That's thing. You know, That's we true. get to we get to keep this box. This one's staying here, mm-hmm, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. This is not leaving the house. That yeah. That's the highest rate. I can give it pretty much um it's not gonna be like a midnight snack like I'm not gonna wake up and just disappear <laughs> before D can get another bite I'll say that mm-hmm. uh and I will also say it's gonna <laughs> it's not an everyday sort of pop tart you know right, right this is definitely like a special occasion pop tart right right this because <laughs> it, it is it is kind of rich it is it is it um it is a kind of a shock to the system um like I said, unless you have coffee with you. Uh, but yeah, if you were just trying to like rush out the door with something to just to put in your stomach, this probably wouldn't be the best product. Um, I think that's safe to say about all Pop-Tarts. Yeah. But I mean, more so this one because, <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit rich, rich on the tongue. And um, you may end up um, driving to your job a little bit too quickly. Um, you may be a little bit too amped up <laughs> and then crash immediately when you get there. It's just, yeah. it, it, it's sugar heavy, like crazy, but, but it's still enjoyable. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, so yeah, that's our, that's our verdict on these pop tarts. Go and get you some of the chocolate mocha. There you go. Dunkin' Donuts, pop tarts, mm-hmm. big thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Vanilla latte. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. kind of bland. Next time, actually, we're going to try something a little different. We're going to do some breakfast cereals. So you can turn on your Snackulous Tuesday. Nah, it's not Tuesday anymore. It's worldwide, baby. It's all week long. Yeah, all you week can- long. <laughs> you can turn on your favorite Snackulous segment here on Since Last We Spoke. Crack open a box of cereal. Maybe have some cartoons on in the background. And listen to us talk about Blueberry Pancake Captain Crunch. That's literally what's happening right now. There's cartoons in the background. Well, that's all the time in our house. Yeah, that's true. That's, I mean, the studio. CNN get all... Oh, CNN. Oh. <laughs> oh, I messed there's, that up. There's a lot less CNN and a lot more CN these days. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So but, that's that's just to keep your sanity. So yeah. <laughs> thank you folks for tuning in. Uh, stay tuned for your AP News segment. I kid. Stay tuned <laughs> for my interview with the one and only Christopher Martinez as we talk about... Some pro wrestling. 
Riesling. And other things. Mm -hmm. That's right. Dee, thank you, as always, for joining us. You're very welcome. All right. And you folks, stay tuned. Hey folks, thanks for tuning in. This is Matt Peters. With me today I have a very special guest, the one and only Chris Martinez. How are you, man? I'm doing all right, Matt. How you been? Very cool, man. You know, it's been a while. Um, I had you on the first season of Cast Today back in 2015. Uh, you know, I was listening to that old episode today. And uh, as we were discussing earlier, man, times have really changed. Things have come so far since the last time I had you on. Do you want to uh, give us a little update, like anything in particular that you're necessarily like super proud of that you just want to like get out there? Um, well, that's I think since last we spoke, ah. I've actually uh, <laughs> gotten back into pro wrestling stuff. Yes. Um, started refereeing and then ended up getting, uh, not forced, but told I was debuting as a wrestler in a, in a big, what was it, eruption Royal Rumbles. Yes, yes. The, yeah, uh, there's that. The CWA eruption, man, back in 2016. That was the hot event in Southern Illinois. Was it Southern Illinois? Was it? it was like, we were east. I know that much. It was close to Indiana. <laughs> yes. All right, so tell us tell us a little bit about CWA, man. So it's kind of like what Jim Cornette might call an outlaw promotion. Yeah. Where it, it's not backyard, but it's not quite indie. And yeah, it, it's a bunch of guys doing it for fun, primarily. But they have their own building, their own ring, like locker, like like an entire setup. And uh, they produce a weekly show on YouTube. Yes. And, uh, you know, um, like I said, it's it's a bunch of guys who do it for fun. So you know, you get all different kinds, and uh, it's it's a good place to learn. I think there's there's a few guys in there who are gonna go up some places, and then there's guys like me who are older who are just doing it, you know, because that's stupid, I guess. And, <laughs> well, hey man, if DDP can go places, I mean, you could you could do anything you set your mind to. I believe in you. All right, take it from referee Earl Biggs. <laughs> <laughs> You've refed one thing. I did, but I refed the heck out of it. You did, and actually they said you did a great job. They thought it was awesome. I appreciate that. You know, it's cool to get that type of feedback. And I joke with you, I'm always saying that I was the I was in the uh, the, the rumble aspect of uh, eruption longer than anyone else. It's true. I was out first and last. End. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and then so. The only reason we didn't have you ref actual matches is because you're, I, I think, way bigger than most of the actual wrestlers there. <laughs> well, a few of the other guys were, were doubling, too. I know it was you, and then there was the other dude. What was his name? Like, I want to say Meatball, and I know that's wrong. Yeah. What's the dude's name? Um, what do you look like? He's a big black dude, not me. Oh, yeah, Cheetos. <laughs> okay, see, you're making fun of me saying Meatball. The dude's name is Cheetos, okay? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't ref anymore either. Oh, really? I, like myself and another guy who does double duty. We're we're primarily the the two refs, and also have to switch outfits back and forth. I admire that though, because I mean, it takes a lot of tenacity to come out, ref a match, wrestle a match, maybe ref another match after that. So, a lot of times too, we get more of a workout like through refing. Because we're out there a lot more, and we have to run and jump around. Yeah. And then, you know, if we just had to wrestle once, you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes tops, and then we're done. Yeah. 
but like having to go all night is kind of rough sometimes. I really do wish that referees got a little bit more respect. I know that goes against the idea of being like, you know, the, the superstar or whatever. But I mean, these guys, like, they have so much that they do uh, in order to keep the match running smoothly. True. And if they do their job right, you don't even notice that they're there. Exactly. And you know? I mean, if you ask a fan, they'll tell you one thing about the rest. But if you ask the wrestlers, yeah. like, the wrestlers respect the refs and they understand how they contribute so you know that's enough you know if you want to get into wrestling to be a star and you end up want to be a ref then that's kind of counterintuitive and i mean a lot of these guys they they have such personalities like um i know you and i were talking about charles robinson at length a little while ago yeah um and i saw a picture of him on reddit where I mean, yeah, okay, you see him reffing out there. You know that he's got that long history with the promotion. He's out for multiple matches in the same night. But he's also, like, vacuuming the ring and stuff like mm-hmm. that, too. I mean, it's it's like you're basically just working harder than anybody else. Yep. And, well, I, now, like, WWE has, like, a huge staff of refs. But even then, you know, they don't get paid anywhere near as much as wrestlers do, even, I think, the lowest-paid wrestlers. And uh, they don't have their travel taken care of either. I don't, wow. I don't, and I don't think a lot of the boys do. Huh. But, you know, if you're only getting, like, 60, 70 grand a year, and then you have to take your travel out of that, too, that's not that's not a lot. And a lot of times, like, because, you know, we, we get so much exposure to what happens backstage at WWE and everything, through the road diaries and stuff like that, the... Uh, behind the scenes stuff what's the show the ride along show that sort of yeah. thing you see that these guys kind of play den mothers too to some of the more like out there guys yep like just keeping them on the straight and narrow like Teddy Long you know there was a story about him and how he had to keep the APA in, in line and, yeah and they what was that they left Ron Simmons on the yeah. side of the road <laughs> those stories are pretty great and he started out as a ref yeah actually he's I take that back. Teddy Long actually started out as the guy that takes the the entrance gear back to the locker room. Wow. And if you watch some of the old stuff on the network, you can see him, like, in the corner of the screen doing that. It's so weird even seeing him as a ref, like, during the uh, the Attitude Era. Even post-Attitude Era, where they had the, the 24-7 rules for, like, the... Uh, the hardcore title. Yeah. And it's like you see him driving a golf cart with Al Snow or something like that. It's like, whoa, hey, that's Teddy Long. What's he doing there? Um, so I guess the next question is, do you have a favorite referee? Um, Besides yourself, obviously. Yeah, well, I'm yourself. far from my own favorite. <laughs> um, I do, but like right currently, like out of the, the refs in WWE now, I'm a big fan of John Cohn. Yeah. Specifically because of his, the show he did with uh, Heath Slater called Game Night. Oh yeah, I don't know if you've seen that. But I it's have. Hilarious. Yes. Um, John Cohn is awesome. Uh, I think I'll always like the Hebners. Oh yeah, it's unfortunate how that ended for them though. Yeah. Well, depending on who you ask, you know they maybe brought that on themselves. They were the original Twin Magic. Yep. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I'm a big fan of uh, uh, Nick Patrick, too. Like, he was really good. The old WCW guy. And oh, I don't yeah. Think he, I don't think he came over when they made the switch. Hmm. 
I think you're right. But uh, yeah, they, a lot of those guys are just legendary, and they don't get <clears throat> their their due. No, not at all. Like we talked, we touched on Charles Robinson for a second, and how uh, he's part of some big angles with Ric Flair, and just how he was like his personal referee or something yeah. like that. Yeah, you know? and then he got his chest caved in by Savage. Yeah. I don't know if you heard about that. No, no, remind me. When he was wrestling as Little Nate, I think it was in WCW, um, he had a match with Savage, and Savage totally just annihilated him with the elbow drop. Like, I guess, collapsed his lung oh, and everything. Wow. Yeah. Oof. Well, it looks like here Nick Patrick was actually on the SmackDown brand for a little while. Oh, he was? Yeah, he was part of SmackDown, like, in the, uh, in the Heyman days. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, there, there was a long stretch where I wasn't actually watching. That's true. In, in fact, it was... Uh, I think I got back into it when Kevin Owens appeared on Raw the first time. That's what catalyzed it. I have audio evidence of that because our first conversation, we were talking about right. Kevin Steen slash Kevin Owens at the, uh, you know, Kevin Steen at the time but uh, and how he was going to fit into uh, the WWE. I think he's doing a good job. Uh, he's made... Good for himself, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's done a few things. Yeah, yeah, he's had a pretty good year. <laughs> yep. Hopefully, uh, Generico will get up there soon, too. <laughs> I, feel so, I feel so bad for that guy. Just because he came in hot. Like, they just, like, rocketed him to the top. And just his arm set him back. God, that must have been so terrible for him, too. Yeah. Like, not, e- not even getting hurt in a match. Right, like before the match. And didn't they actually like kind of retconned it into Kevin Owens doing it? Right. Didn't they? They did. They did. <sighs> but I mean, even the continuity between uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens is cool because every time they run into each other, no matter what, they're throwing those crazy punches at each other. Yeah. And it seems like they only punch one another like that. And I love that aspect about their relationship. Total hatred. Yes. <laughs> Rivals. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad uh, before he came up, we actually got to see Sammy in NXT here in Chicago, which yeah. was amazing. Because it was him and... Uh, uh, was it Ciampa? Or was that yes, another... Ciampa. Oh, okay, great. It yeah, was yeah. Ciampa. That, that was probably one of the best matches I've seen like live ever. Yeah, it was a it was a heck of a night that NXT show. It was so cool that they came to Chicago. Yeah, which one were you at? You were at the same one I was. Right? Yeah, 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 we came together. Uh, we went to the last one of the night. I think it was right. like a later show. You guys were in line for a while though. Like it yeah. was cold too. But I think somebody didn't somebody come out and like kind of mess with you guys a little bit. Um. So yeah, like Annie and I were tenth in line. I think. And then friends of ours were actually, like, in the first group in line. And they were kind of, like, coming back and forth, talking with us. But yeah. no one messed with us. Okay. I thought some wrestler came out there. But, yeah, it was an all-star cast. It was, some, it was... I, I think I think Enzo and Cass walked by or something. But we, were, <laughs> we weren't up close when, when they came by. It's so long ago, you know. That must have been, like, a year ago at this point, right? Yeah. Maybe around it was, this time. It was fucking cold. It was frigid. Yes, I know Stella and Aaron were there. Yep. Uh, another friend of ours was there too. I think uh, Dolores' friend from work possibly was there. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I remember the song wrong. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. So, 
I should also mention to the listeners, if you've made it this far, you've heard some whispering in the background, you're not going crazy. Uh, our wives are also in the room, but they're being very respectful. <laughs> you know, and we appreciate them so much. Yay! Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, the last match that's been announced for the Rumble so far, Rich Swan versus Neville. Uh, we can kind of discuss the overarching uh, topic of the cruiserweight division. Right. Do you think this has been executed well so far? I, at the very least, it's been done better than it has been in the past. Yeah. Because they've never actually been given storylines. That's true. That is true. So we, we have some weird storylines going on. Weird storylines, but at least it's something that fans can get interested in. Like, I really don't like TJ Perkins anymore. No. I mean, I, that whole I didn't underdog. Like him to begin with. I mean, it was interesting that he was like the underdog and that he won the whole thing. That was kind of cool. Yeah. He just, I don't think he has that much of a personality. He's, yeah, they just like, hey, you like video games. This is what you do. Yeah. This is you from now on. You're a gamer. It's like, but I like, how do you like Mega Man? <laughs> when you compare him to the Brian Kendrick. Oh, the or Brian even Rich Kendrick. Swan. That's my guy. Ah, Rich Swan, though. <laughs> but like they show more like Perkins like, I mean you can tell his background I guess you know he did a lot of Japan and other stuff where he didn't have to talk too much yeah and you know fantastic wrestler but you know I think for what they're trying to do now and actually put in storylines it needs to have a little bit more to it I agree and like uh Everyone's jumped on the Jack Gallagher bandwagon lately. <laughs> Jack but, Gallagher has so much personality. Yeah. He's and, amazing. And he's a, really is amazing. And on so many different levels, and I'm not sure I've, we've talked about like the, the subtleties of that entire gimmick and the presentation. Well, it's, make it's it play for the listeners, because you, you have talked to me a little bit about it, but I, I would love for you to just kind of spell it out. So Gallagher was trained in... The Wigan Snake Pit, which I think he was actually trained by Billy Robinson, like old-time English wrestlers. Okay. Uh, like World of Sport era wrestlers where, like, it was done in rounds, like, really, really, like, wrestling style, which is where a lot of his stuff comes from. But what I don't think a lot of people know is that... Uh, like for example, his entrance music. Uh, yeah. The was it flight of not flight of the Toreadors. Uh, I think it's a Toreador. Either way, his uh, his entrance music was actually the the main part of the World of Sport television show entrance music, like the the intro music for the whole show. So there's that, and like his trunks are based off of Les Kellett. Uh, and his trunks. Kellett was like an old-time world of sport comedy wrestler, and like a lot of the stuff Gallagher does is taken directly from him and those kind of guys. So whoever came up with his entrance idea was a genius, and like probably me and Colt Cabana are like the only two people who even got it. Well, we got to spread the word about that, so yeah. Yeah, I really like what Jack Gallagher has. I keep wanting to say Gallagher. Jack Gallagher has Shame. going on. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because he, he, he surpasses just the cruiserweight division. Yeah. Like, even on the main roster, like, you see New Day interacting with him and stuff like that. Heel Neville is fucking awesome. Heel Neville is great. 
It makes you completely forget about his ears, which, you know, they're entertaining. Well, but, the beard offsets the ears. <laughs> that's true. The beard does. The hair, not so much. But the beard, yes. I don't know, man. I hope Neville wins. He deserves a little bit of something. He, he, he went from the main roster. He was like a, a real contender for a while, but then he got hurt, unfortunately. And he came back. I think he can really own the cruiserweight division. And he has been. Like, even his promos are better. Like, everything is better. And yeah. like I said, heel turn equals good. <laughs> yeah, he's got a chip on his shoulder. I'm, I'm excited to see what and happens it, it next. It seems like you know, when guys turn heel... Then they can kind of be more themselves. Yep. Because it's easier to be like that than it is to kind of be the likable guy all the time. That's true. That's yeah. true. So <laughs> Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah, my earphones are falling off now. Um, yeah, dude. Like uh, Neville's earphones never fall off. They never fall off, man. He's he's just got beats on lock all the time, <laughs> all the time. Let's talk about your character a little bit more uh, in CWA and just overall, really. So, okay. yeah, Ask tell us away. about your character. What do you want to know? I want to know what is your character inspired by? What what is what is his motivation? Well, initially going in, um, the character the character name right now is Survival X, which is based off of an indie sleaze Japanese wrestler named Survival Tobita. Indie sleaze, I love it. Well, that's what they call it. <laughs> you know, like he. His promotion would be like on mats in some gymnasium, and he would wrestle like monsters made out of cardboard boxes and and just goofy, goofy stuff. And I I actually converse with him regularly on Twitter, and he, he's fucking nuts. <laughs> but he actually gave me permission to base this gimmick off of him. And when initially introduced in CWA, like, they had no idea. Like, yeah. it, it was not the place to do, like, an obscure Japanese gimmick. Yeah. So, he is in the process of changing now to be more easily digestible by, like, American wrestling fans. So, through the course of, like, a little storyline, he's basically changing into kind of like a 1970s kind of chicken shit heel. <laughs> so I love it. Because I've, I've seen the evolution of your character from, you know, the inception and everything like that. We've had a lot of discussions about where you wanted to go with the character and everything. Right. And the costume. The costume's awesome. I really think that's cool because you don't see anybody else, like, rocking that type of costume. That yeah, actually, it's going to be changing a little bit even, but... Uh, yeah, it, just the fact that the comedy stuff that I had planned on doing just wasn't going to fly with the audience it has. Yeah. So you have to make adjustments. And up to this point, I've basically just been like working enhancement style. So, like, we're able to now move forward and, like, he's going to start speaking more and, you know, being more myself, I guess, which is the key to finding a good character. Yeah. And since I'm kind of a dick, it, it works out. <laughs> well, I disagree yeah. with that last part, but I hear what you're saying. Your front. Oh. You put on a good front. Huh. <laughs> so he's kind of inspired by, like, heel Jerry Lawler. Nice. You know, um, uh, there's a British wrestler from World of Sport uh, named Jim <laughs> Brakes. Okay. Who was a fantastic heel who, who didn't... He wasn't the, like, grab-a-foreign-object kind of heel, but, like, he was kind of a whiny, complaining heel. 
the ref never counts fast enough, that sort of thing. Ref never counts fast enough for, like, this guy was cheating, like, trying to blame other people. It's just, uh-huh. like, annoying kind of heel. So that kind of character, and plus, since I'm starting wrestling older, and realistically, I'm never going to be a body guy. Okay. So looking at me and looking at like someone else, like one of the younger guys who's kind of built, there's no way I'm realistically going to beat this guy unless I cheat. So uh. I'm kind of parlaying that all into the gimmick where it's, you know, if I'm going to win, I'm going to do the, the invisible foreign object out of the trunk. <laughs> so, you know, some sort it. of thing. So, so I can I can use my mouth more. And like stall the match, and you know, come up with like little psychological tricks, and you know, that would actually make sense rather than trying to be a badass like everyone else wants to be. Oh yeah, yeah, the cool heel, as Jr. likes to say. Yeah, yeah. So that's great, man. Uh, where can folks track down your stuff if they want to give it a look? Um, right now, I don't have much up on YouTube, but. You know, CWA, Chicago Wrestling Alliance, is on YouTube, and you can watch their stuff there. They're, they're really fun because since they are kind of an underground promotion, they don't promote their shows. They don't charge money for them ah. because they don't want to step on the toes of actual promotions. Ah, okay. So um, that, their channel's on YouTube, and it's a fun watch for free. That's right. Uh, it is free. I do not put much of my stuff up yet because I'm awful <laughs> and don't say I'm not because like there's definitely some adjustment period when you get into the ring first time and people don't realize just how much you actually have to think about while you're trying to do all that stuff uh-huh. and getting slammed on your head I mean that's a good oh. lesson though oh I, yeah you know like Jake the dog says you know the first step of being good at something is sucking at it yeah and I'm gonna be great there you go. Because <laughs> I'm sucking really hard right now. <laughs> that's the other half, is admitting that you have yeah. a lot of room to grow. Well, that's cool, dude. I, I look forward to seeing your growth as a, as a professional wrestler. Um, thanks for joining me, man. Well, thank you for having me. Hey, thank you for drinking with me. <laughs> yeah, that's some good whiskey, actually. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm. All right, folks, thank you for listening in. Uh, this has been Since Last We Spoke. My guest has been Chris. Uh, yeah, check it out. Have a good night. I don't have a ending thing yet, so oh, I gotta work on you that. You need a catchphrase. I need a catchphrase. Yeah. Take care, folks.